Are we ready, spaghetti? We are ready, spaghetti. Or we are ready, spookgetty. <laughs> no. The fact that I've never used that before. Wild. Shocking. So, Shock- so wild. King. Okay. We are ready, spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly uh, podcast where we talk about literally whatever we want. And it is still spooky season. It is still a spooky month. And so last week we brought you a discussion on demons. Mm-hmm. And this week we are going to be giving you a lesson on folklore, specifically Mexican Latino folklore (laughs) with maybe a sprinkle of jamaican in there because i did a modicum of research um but this one if demons was for me that was my bag Mm -hmm. this is carmen's so we are going to be getting into it um i'm very excited to learn about all of your spooky scary stuff because if anybody loves death (laughs) and spooky things mexicans got everybody beat (laughs) we are the best um so i'm gonna start off With a quote Mm -hmm. by, I mean, the love of my life, who I'm sure you're going to be like, oh, of course. Um, Because I think it's important if we're going to talk about folk stories. Yes. uh, That we need to know kind of like where they come from. Um, But somebody who understands that quite well is Guillermo del Toro, who is also Mexican. And I do not think that it is a coincidence that he is both Mexican and understands the importance of like folk stories and all that jazz. Um, And so when he won his Oscar for Shape of Water, um, um, he said, since childhood, I have been faithful to monsters. I have been saved and absolved by them. Monsters, I believe, are the patron saints of our blissful imperfection. Um, And if you've ever been to his um, exhibit, a lot of what he talks about is how monsters represent kind of like the shittier sides of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're too scared to confront them <laughs> head on, which, hey, demons, that's another one <laughs> where we're like, you know what? We're not bad people. We don't do terrible things. Demons make These us These aren't do. me. It's the devils it's- in my ear <laughs> very much. Exactly. And so monsters are kind of similar where it's like a way to confront our inner stuff, our inner demons, our inner grossness. Because I think internally we all have parts of ourselves that are a little bit maybe creepy or violent. Creepy or or monstrous. Exactly. Also, Guillermo del Toro definitely wants to have sex with monsters. Let's not. (laughs) You know. Let's be real. You know, I I don't know. I I, I don't judge. (laughs) I I myself would also sleep with Venom. And if you ask Guillermo del Toro, he would say... Yeah. I made the shape of water and I really was not subtle with my intentions. No. So No, no, no. Not. So there is also that. But. <laughs> um but one of the things that folk stories has have and the thing is it's been lost a lot because a lot of things have been Disneyfied, as I like to call it, the mm-hmm. Disneyfication. <laughs> Carmen, um, <laughs> are you are you alleging that you have made up the word Disneyfication? Absolutely not. Uh okay. <laughs> the, the, it's been uh just like so, so many original folk stories have been so watered down. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people forget that folk stories, the point of them was to teach us lessons. They were like, yeah. you know, they were morality stories. It was like, you know, or it was teaching children what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was a lot of patriarchy. So there was a lot of like, how a lot we- of blood as well. Yeah. A lot of violence. If anybody has read the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, I have. 
I've read those original <laughs> stories. They're disturbing. messed up. They're messed disturbing. up every single one. Um, Hansel and, and a lot Gretel. Of folks, what is Hansel yeah. and Gretel? Uh, don't trust spinsters? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of those stories are very violent and even like weird ones that you've never heard of before. It'll mm-hmm. be like, and then he chopped his finger off to teach him a lesson about, and you're like, okay. what? Yeah. <laughs> and um, the thing is that I think some cultures have kept that tradition alive. Oh, so much. And by mm-hmm. that, I mean Latinos. Um I think we can maybe talk about a little bit more kind of the modern ways in which folk stories are passed on, because I think it's very different for my generation than it would have been for my mom's generation. Oh, um, for sure. But um, I was I was definitely trauma, traumatized by from a young age. And my mother always told me, she's like, I would have never told you those stories. And she's right. But I also had my grandma that lived with me. So and my grandma didn't give no fucks <laughs> so she would try to scare me every fucking chance she got <laughs> so um you know george lopez has this joke where he's like you know like white kids get like a bedtime story and he's like kids of this generation t- t- like get a bedtime story like harry potter or something and he's like and uh, for me it was like go to bed or la Llorona's gonna come and murder you and if you're not asleep she'll kill you and I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do. So that's why I think it's important because now folk stories, I think are also used. I think they were before, but it's like, um, it's like free babysitting, you know, it's like, don't do this or some lady will kill you. And I feel like if you're three or four, it's an effective way to get your children to do things that they may not want to do. What were we discussing the other day? We were talking about um, someone saying something is child abuse. Yes. Okay. So. But we were like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, what, what was it again? It was uh, n- Nanny 911 or Nanny like, 911 or something, whatever it's mm-hmm. called. That lady um, had a bunch of episodes that like ended up getting, they, they've all just been uploaded to YouTube recently, like from the official channel, which is weird. And they had an episode with the Dominican family. And the kid was, and I was like, I'd never seen her work with Latinos before. Um, And the kid was throwing a whole ass tantrum outside of the, outside of like a target or something. And they were trying to get him into the store. And so she just observes. That's like her, the first part is her observing. The second part is her telling the parents like what needs to be worked on. And then she kind of helps them do it. And so she's observing and, you know, the parents are, like, telling the kid, they're telling the kid all sorts of things to get him into the store. And then when she sits them down to do, like, a debrief, she's like, I heard you say so many unbelievable things to your child to get him into the store. She's like, I heard you say that if he didn't go in, the police would come and get him. That if he didn't stop crying, <laughs> that, that, that some random man that you pointed at across the street would take him from you and that you told him that you were going to, you would get in trouble and they would take you if, if he didn't stop crying. And she's like, that is abuse. And I was like, lady, if that's abuse, I'm so sorry. But like, I think the problem is going to be a lot bigger than you think. It's yeah, not just them. That is very common. <laughs> the, very, that very man common. is going to take you if you don't behave is one of the things I am most familiar with. <laughs> so... 
Uh, it's funny because I was talking to my, I asked my mother before this. I was like, mommy, do you have any stories about duppies? Um, now we are going to be focused on mostly Latino things, but I'm going to get some Jamaican stuff in here. At, of course. Just Caribbean right now. Caribbean stuff gets to count. Just I don't care. Spring, or as they are called in other places, jumbies. <laughs> Couldn't believe. Couldn't believe when I found that out. We laughed so hard like last episode. Jumbies? jumbies. No, no, no. They're called duppies. No, no, no. Um, and my mother, I asked her, I'm like, do you have any stories? And she was telling me about how when she was a kid that they would tell her, like, you have to go to bed or the duffies are going to get you. They're going to be, they're under your bed. They're going to oh, get your no. legs if you, <gasps> is that a global step thing? out of bed. It is a global thing. Because I have a legend about that. Yeah. And then there's another thing that she told me about, like, duppies, like, when they would go play hide and seek or something at night and the parents would like scare them or like they'd be just terrified mm-hmm. by the blackness of like outside. Cause my mom grew up in Jamaica in like the fifties and sixties, like mm-hmm. blackest night, blackest night Jamaica. And, um, that it would tear, they would terrify them and then be like, Oh, it was the duppies. <laughs> oh, so clearly no. this is like very common and just, uh, something they use to scare children into doing, what they would like them to do. And I have some more stuff about duppies, but we'll get to that later. I just want to share because I'm like, no, no, this is a universal, fundamental thing. Yeah. You better behave or this scary thing. It's the same as the boogeyman. Something's going to come get you. Yeah. 100%. And if that's abuse, like, come on now. (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe it is, but like, it is long-standing tradition it's part of our culture actually yeah so it is what it is you know what it (laughs) it makes us stronger who knows (laughs) or makes us extremely anxious whatever um i remember seeing this artwork um by francisco de goya because i think we had to Mm -hmm. study him in spanish class in high school um and he had a painting and it was like I don't remember what it was called, but it was like the things we do to children or something about children. And it's like a clear depiction of a child being terrified by like a scary story by the parent. And I was like, oh, a man before his time. He probably sat there and he's like, what are we doing to kids? (laughs) Like what? Listen, my favorite Goya is Saturn devouring his son. Like chef's kiss. That's fantastic. That is a very good one. Um, But it just made me laugh. that I was like a man back in the day was just like. Are we okay? (laughs) Is this good that we do this? (laughs) It's really funny. Um, But yeah, so I think, you know, um, folk stories, like so many other things are passed on from generation to generation. Um, They're very cultural. They are very much um, embedded in kind of cultural norms. So I know in Latin America, it's very Catholic. They're very Catholic stories. They are, if not Catholic, there is some kind of, there's very little stuff about like indigenous. I couldn't find very much in terms of indigenous like stories that would, that, you know, where you could kind of find the thread. Um, There's a lot of Catholic shit, which you'll see. Or if they are indigenous, they're like, and then um, Guadalupe (laughs) saved everybody by converting. converting. Oh God. So. Ugh. Um. But yeah, there is, um, there is like a, just a common theme of like Catholic morality, Mm -hmm. which is always just the best, um, fascinating. Um, it's a lot of like colonial stuff. There's a lot of like, I don't know. It just, it's bizarre to me. And I'm like, it is so Catholic. It is so Catholic. I don't know how you can take it seriously sometimes. 
I think it's interesting because it's kind of like, you know how if you look at like, I don't know, Protestants, mm-hmm. um, there's like Church of England or whatever, mm-hmm. and which is like very sterile. Ugh. And then you have like Baptists, mm-hmm. like especially like black people, Baptists, like churches that are like very full of life. And like you can have the exact same material and based off your background, you will have very different church going experiences. Like there are Catholics all over the world, mm-hmm. but if you go to like Latin America... Catholics have a whole other brand of exciting, you know, stories for you to learn. Yeah, it's wild. And I think that's cool because I think that the, the, just because I think folk stories in general, what they want is to kind of give you, I guess, life advice (laughs) in really scary ways. Um, Ultimately, I think they do look different based on like different parts of the world, right? Because there's Mm -hmm. like the folk stories even the folk stories here that I think about, like I've heard like some indigenous folk stories from like Canada and I'm always like, Oh, this is interesting. Like, and to be honest, a lot of it is about like the acceptance of, of people of different kind of like, Oh, sorry. If you hear a bell, it's the cat I'm taking care of. Yeah. That was very like thematically. I was like, (laughs) Oh, is there a spirit there? (laughs) Um, you know, it's a lot of like, from what I remember, it's a lot of stories of like um, how to be a better community or like how to kind okay. of take care of each other and things like that. Um, but the Mexican stories are just straight up <laughs> terror. Um, so my mom growing up, I'm sure, and my family growing up, um, a lot of the stories were, um, you know, like your moms would say it or your friends would hear it and then they would tell you about it and then you'd be scared and then the, your parents would be like, yeah, yeah, she's real. La Llorona is real. Yeah. No, she'll come and get you if you don't go to sleep. But then in Latin America, there was this um, radio show called La Mano Peluda, which is um, it's translated into The Hairy Hand, which, by the way, there is a folk story called The Hairy Hand, yeah. which is actually scary. Um, and um like my family was extremely poor um so they didn't have a tv they had a radio and so everybody would sit around the radio like old-timey folks and listen to this like radio show where they did it was like scary stories but a lot of them were folk stories Mm. so it was really fun yeah so it was fun and interesting and it actually just ended a couple of years ago i think because i'm sorry excuse me yeah it's been going on for decades like it's one of the most famous like radio shows in latin america so okay um and like i heard about like growing up i always heard about it and i just thought that was interesting because for me a lot of the ways in which terror was put into me was a news channel slash news segment thing called Primer Impacto, which I've talked about before, which it translates to like first impact. I don't know why. It is the Fox News of Latin America. But unlike Fox News, it includes a horoscope segment. Okay. A segment on, I, I don't even know what to call the segment, but there's always someone who has found Jesus in a, on a toast on a, on, you know, on the door, on like strange black sightings mold. of Jesus. Yeah, got it's it, like it, a strange. It. But if it's not strange sightings of Jesus, it's strange sightings of La Llorona, of oh. of chupacabras. Uh, like the amount, it was horrifying. As a child, you're watching the news. You grow up hearing yeah. the news is real, <laughs> and the last <laughs> segment is like, and then Jesus started crying blood, and you're like, what? What do you mean the statue of Jesus was crying blood? It's on the news. It has to be real. Listen, six-year-old Carmen, traumatized. 
traumatized. I don't know, like the amount of memes I've seen about that specific primer impacto traumatizing Latin American children. Ah, like the things that they would say, they would be like, if you listen to this music, it has demonic lyrics. It's like, it was like the wildest, the wildest shit. I'm like, this is why no one takes it seriously. But anyway, um, and so that's how I got a lot of the information. And then also my grandma, cause my grandma would like, like I would be going to pee or something at night. And then she would like, if she was still up, she would be like, Ooh, the boogeyman's going to get you. And it was like, just horrifying. Cause she's just an old lady standing there. Uh, <laughs> so it was not the best moment. Yeah. The boogeyman. I mean, honestly, the boogeyman did scare me, but that might have been because of Nightmare Before Christmas. And the idea oh. that the boogeyman is a bag full of bugs that lives under your bed. No, now that's, that is true horrifying like like listen most um modern fairy tales or modern folklore things in like kids cartoons is safe and fun and nice but i'm telling you right now the boogeyman from nightmare before christmas Mm -hmm. may be the most grim fairy tale-esque thing in any like children's related content Um, burlap sack full of bugs disgusting bugs disgusting burlap sack full of bugs yeah but even okay so would you count would you count Bloody Mary? You know what? Or like Candyman as like, not like some sort of folk story or like some sort of, because it's more of an urban legend, but do urban legends count as kind of folk stories? Oh, 100%. I think the intersection of urban legend and folk story is like, it might as well be a Venn diagram. I think it may <laughs> yeah. be just like, the difference is like time. How old is this story? Right. Like, and then also like, how was this passed down to you? But like an urban legend, I think also urban legends can be a little bit more vague. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be an urban legend can be like a short one sentence like story about like, I heard a girl who did this kind of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And an urban legend can be something more it can be a like a, a scary story but like a folk tale i feel like has a specific sort of like longer narrative that yeah. is usually has like a like a, a lesson at the end because mm-hmm. there's no real lesson to bloody mary no you know? just don't yell like <laughs> don't don't tempt fate is yeah. the only lesson <laughs> you know what actually not a bad lesson it's not a bad but lesson. don't tempt fate is like the main lesson of that one um but like yeah like a folk tale usually has yeah. like a, a little bit more juice to it than a right than urban legend yeah because i remember hearing the backstory of the candy man mm-hmm. like story and i was like that's horrifying because they what is the backstory of candy man so um in certain buildings in like the projects in the u.s mm-hmm. they used to behind um like bathrooms um, there would be a hallway that you could only access as like um, like maintenance because like it would be okay. easier to get to pipes and stuff um, if there was like a little nook behind so that, you know, you didn't have to break down a wall to like whatever. servants. Servants quarters are always creepy yeah, yeah. no matter what century. Oh, yeah. It's a no thank you. So you could get through those and then they just as time went on, they just weren't used anymore because they didn't need to. Um, but the issue was that residents would sometimes find them. And there was a story of a woman who was elderly, um, living on her own. And she had gotten a lot of money, um, from some sort of settlement or something. She was living in the projects and some kids found out about it and they murdered her, but they got in through her bathroom because they could get it. Cause you could technically get in through, into the bathroom through those little 
secret hallways. That's horrific, actually. Yeah. So they were able to get into her house and then leave without even using the door. That, yeah, that's horrific. Yeah. And oh. like nobody believed, nobody, it wasn't solved because the police, because she was a, an older black lady and nobody cared. Yeah. And she was poor. So, you know, as the story goes. Um, and so it wasn't until like years and years later that they found who murdered her. So um, that's kind of one of the backs, that's like kind of the backstory of the narrative is is the idea that like that you can't, there can be people behind your mirror. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that can kill you. So anyway. Very interesting. Let me tell you about some of these Catholic folk stories. I am I'm elated. I want to get into it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So La Mano Peluda, the hairy hand, which you'd be mm-hmm. like, what fucking bullshit? Because I remember when I heard it, I was like, this can't be a real story. It is. It is. Um, so La Mano Peluda is apparently found in different parts of Latin America. And obviously, because it is found in different parts of Latin America, there are different versions yeah there's different versions like weirdly different but kind of like the gist of the story that i'm gonna give you so there was a man this was during the time of the spanish inquisition Mm -hmm. and he was accused of stealing and apparently during the spanish inquisition you would get your hand chopped off so for anybody who makes jokes about middle eastern people apparently the spanish have been doing it for a long time Remember that line in Aladdin? That really racist ass line in Aladdin? The one that that's no longer in it? Any, yeah. They'll cut off your ear if they don't like your face? Yeah. Mm. You know, like that type of shit? No. White people do it all the time. Anyway, um, so he had his hand cut off. Apparently he was like unjustly maimed. And um, he vowed to seek revenge on whoever did it. And it was... Uh, there are many different versions of it. The Mexican version is the one I'm going to tell you about because I think it's, it's a little bit more telling. But um, essentially, um, there was a man and his wife, mm-hmm. and they owned a pawn shop. And um, he, the man was a terrible person, and he liked to show off his wealth, and he liked to rip off customers, and he treated everybody badly, um, and he never did like one good thing for anyone. Um, and so one of the sayings in Puebla, which is like in Mexico, was to say, que Dios te saque la mano, which means please God dry out his hand when walking in front of his pawn shop. Mm -hmm. So after he died, God did indeed dry out his hand. And then sometime after his death, uh, the local newspaper ran a story that, um, the gravekeeper where he was buried would see a black hairy hand with rings stick out of this man's grave and it would look for victims to tear out their eyeballs and choke them to death. And then when it was done killing, it would return to the grave to go to sleep like a vampire. So uh, just, but just a hand. Yeah, but just a hand. Um, so just thing from the Adams family. Yeah, and then after the story was published, there were there were like claims that people were like, oh... The hand pulled them out of bed while they were sleeping. Or they felt a hand reach for them while they were in the fields at night. Um, And so, essentially, a lot of it, a lot of the story around La Mano Peluda is, like, that the hand waits for children to get out of bed at night. Mm -hmm. um, And it'll come out and try to pull the child into the underworld. Oh, that's fun. 
Um, but also not just under the bed. It can be anywhere dark. So like outside your window, <laughs> behind the door. Um, you know? The image of a hairy hand with rings on it is actually really funny. Because then you're like, oh, that's some guy's but also, hand. Here's my question. When it said a black hairy hand, do you think it meant blackened by dirt? Or do you think it meant the racist one? The racist one. Okay. But um, <laughs> this is being... So I mentioned a thing from the Adams family. Like, Gomez is like Latino, right? Yeah. So maybe... <gasps> maybe that's where they got it from. Maybe that's where they got it from. You're I'm so just right. saying. You are so maybe. right. Wow. What it's funny when you said <laughs> the thing the whole time. Not thing. Was it what, no hand? Yeah. Was this name? Was it thing? Yeah, it was thing. It was thing. Yeah. No, yes, it was thing. And the hairy one is it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. thing. So thing may have just been the hairy hand. You see him with a ring on. He was had cigars in his hand sometimes. You never know. And see? then one and two. It's funny when you said the hairy hand. I thought this was going to be like a monkey's paw sort of story, but no. It's way weirder. A disembodied <laughs> hand drags you to hell. Because God basically listened to everyone's prayers. Why is, why is God listening to everyone's prayers? And, and how does that... What? And how was that nice for everybody's prayer to be like, I hope you dry out that man's hand. So his hand was cut off and God listened to everybody saying, I want you to dry that man's hand out. And he said, no, dry so it out. No, so there's two different versions. There's the version okay, of hang like... hang on, hang on. There's the version of like, had his hand cut off. Like the original, the original oh, like version, version of back of the day is that he had his hand cut off. At some point he died. Some versions say he died of old age. Some say that he died during the Spanish Inquisition anyway. Um, getting it. I'm and, getting it. And then he's like, I'm gonna, you know, revenge or whatever. Um, but then as time went on, the Mexican version that was published is this whole story of like, he was a, a cheapskate. He, he was a cheapskate who treated everybody poorly, who was really ugly and mean, and who didn't do a one single good thing for anybody and um, was just like a real con artist. And so then God listened to everybody and was like, yes, I will dry out that man's hand and I will make sure it is a murderous one. Thank you, God, I guess. That's really weird. answered my prayers. Catholics. All right. Catholics. Catholics. <laughs> so, God really, is vengeful, okay? He truly is, especially if you're a Catholic. He will come for you. So, that was wild. Like, I remember when I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm still like, huh? Does it fly? Does it float? <laughs> Maybe it just, like, scurries. Just scurries, yeah. It's thing. Which, to be honest, that's gross. Because then that's kind of like a bug. I don't like that. Mm -mm. It's not a good image. Um, and the um, other one that I want to mention, which is our heavy hitter that everybody knows about, is La Llorona. Mm. The crying woman. Or the weeping woman. Um, and so La Llorona... Um, so there's lots of different stories. Um, the moral of the story is essentially, like, women are bad um, and are overly emotional and do terrible things. Um, when they're over Checks out. emotional, yeah. which like, why wouldn't Catholics say that about women? And, um, femoids. <laughs> it's uh, just like, I was, I was going down a rabbit hole of like, like conspiracy, not conspiracy, but like those like, uh, incel things like, oh, watching God, videos yeah. like, about them. And the word femoid, man. Anyway. Well, we're going to do an episode, so it'll be. Absolutely. It'll be great. Um, so the gist and the moral of the, or the gist of the La Llorona story 
um, very generally, because again, if you go to different parts of different places, and even within different families, there be there will be like a different, there'll be slight differences, obviously, because that's what happens with oral history and folk tales. Mm-hmm. Things just it, it, we add our own flavor. Um, oh, naturally. So the story is: this woman is married. She has three kids. Her husband leaves her. She is so devastated that she drowns all of her children and then kills herself. But because she kills herself, she can't get into heaven. So she's stuck as a ghost forever looking for her children. See, I never knew that part. I knew the looking for her children. I knew like her children died or she killed her children. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that because she committed she suicide, kills herself, she can't go to heaven. heaven. Oh, so that is so Catholic. So she's stuck as a ghost. Um, and that's like the version just, that I knew. Um, she just cries. Yeah. And so like, so some of the stories, so some of the variations are like, so she was full of life and she married like a wealthy man who gave her a bunch of attention and then all that like she had kids and then he obviously went back to being a womanizing alcoholic asshole um and since he didn't care for her anymore um you know she just got really angry and out of like jealousy of her husband leaving her for like other women she drowns her kids because he only cares about the kids and doesn't care about her so she murder suicides them essentially, which, like, to be honest, men do that more than women. So I don't know why that's the story. But well, women will more like uh, will murder suicide their kids sometimes, though. No, of course, but but men often actually men a lot they, of times men are men are like the family annihilators. Yes, so awful. But um, so the story is always that you know something happened so either she was with someone she had kids with him and then he left her or he cheated on her so she either kills the kids out of devastation or she kills them out of um rage and jealousy and she just wants to get back at her husband weird um but anyway she can't get into heaven and um she spends the rest of eternity looking for her kids now where it gets scary is that the rest of us also have to hear the little added pizzazz which is that if she doesn't find her kids, she will take yours. And if you are not sleeping and in bed or behaving properly, she will come and drag you into the lake with her. And you will die. So she drowns children if you don't go to bed on time. Hmm. And if you don't listen to your parents. And like people will say, and honestly, I've seen stories of like people who are adults and they're like, I've seen her. I've actually seen her and I'm like, what do you mean? And it's like, like the idea of like a weeping woman in a white dress, like wet, just like wailing, like my, Mm -hmm. and the thing is she, what she says is mis hijos, mis hijos, which is like my children, my children. Um, So that's a horrifying thought that you're like just walking down the riverside, you know, having a nice walk, having a nice hot girl walk for your mental health. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know and then and then you're like excuse me um and it's just this woman in a white dress just wailing about finding her kid i would just like die right there if that ever happened you know what it's funny because like there are so many stories like that like i can think in like fiction that i can think of like where they have some version of a woman like killing herself and her children and then 
want and then or like wanting children in some way like the things that i'm thinking about right now um did you watch the uh haunting of bly manor i didn't i haven't seen it yet no okay so that's like the sequel to hill house or like it's in the same cinematic universe or whatever Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but um in that one they have a woman who like wanders the grounds and she like will take children and take them into the lake and drown them and I'm like, you know, what? Yeah, they have that as well. Um, and then you find out Ugh. that it's like a woman who like was, you know, lived on the property before and blah. There's a whole story to it. But like, um, that is something you see a lot where it's and there is something that like, I feel like when you hear it, you're like, okay, woman in a dress crying, stealing children. Is that that scary? But if you actually like, that's genuinely actually a very scary story. Like that's one of those like primal scary stories. Yeah. And I think it's because... Sometimes bitches be doing that. You know, just like, <laughs> it's true. Uh, like, you know, we've all heard of stories of, of like moms drowning their kids. Like what's mm-hmm. like Amanda, whatever, that lady that drowned her five kids in the bathtub. Like it's not yeah. super uncommon. It's not an uncommon or impossible thing no. to, to, to happen. Like a hairy um, hand that comes out of the underworld under your bed. Listen, a spiteful <laughs> dude with, with rings and hairy knuckles. I also believe in that. Um, but yeah, that that one might I think that might tap into something um more primal just because A it's the idea of a mother killing their its child or their child, um, which is scary. Yeah. And then because like anything to do with mothers or insults around mothers or like terrifying yeah. things around mothers can really make people afraid. Like in a way where it's like you don't really hear the same story about fathers. No one's like, and then the father who wept over his children, and you're like, I don't even believe that story. <laughs> but like the the woman who did that, you're like, you know what? Maybe. I could see that happening. I could see. It's funny that yeah, you're right. Like they wouldn't say that about um, men. Yeah, men. Men scary stories are like Bluebeard. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know Bluebeard? No. Oh. No. Bluebeard is the one where it's like a story and there's again there's like some different versions of it but Bluebeard is a story where a young woman goes and she marries this man and um he's like you can go anywhere in the house but you can't go into this one room and then she finds the little key when he's away she finds a little key um that like lets her into that one room she's not supposed to go into and she finds all these like dead wives Mm-hmm. and then when she locks the door back up the key starts to bleed or this is one version of the story i've read that the key starts to bleed and like it tells on her basically because he comes back and he's like have you been in that room and she's like no but her pocket is like bleeding because the key is bleeding um because the room is evil and full of his dead his dead wives and you should be aware of the rich old man that you're marrying and that's that's bluebeard and those are like the like if you have a scary folklore man figure, I feel like it's more of a bluebeard where with women it can be like weeping woman or it can be like Baba Yaga. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's no in between. It's like no a, in between. a lovely promising mother who drowns her kids or an old crone. Yeah. But the old crone's usually not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Yaga's she's pretty just she's living, fine. Baba Yaga's living her life, bro. Living her truth. You know? <laughs> like it is what it is. Um so another one that is good, um, that is very well known amongst Latin Americans, El Coco, also, well, hello, um, El Coco, also known as, excuse you, <laughs> also known as El Cucuy, also known, um, what else, El Coco, El Cucuy, El Cuco, 
is another one, but it's the boogeyman. Like the long and short of it is it's the boogeyman. Um, but it's supposed to be like a ghost like monster. Um, and it's like found in a lot of like just Spanish speaking countries. So I'm assuming maybe it would have come originally from Spain. Um, but it's like, um, it just kind of represents like an irrational or exaggerated fear, which is like what the boogeyman is. Cause there's no, like, there's nothing that really explains what it looks like mm. or what it is. You get to kind of make that up in your head, which honestly I think is so much worse. Yeah. It's so much worse when you let your imagination take over. Um, and so it's a monster and basically, um, and it's so vague, like it basically comes after disobedient children and makes them disappear. Like there's nothing worse in my opinion for children than vagueness in a scary story. Vagueness. I feel like, and well, I mean, there's so many, like all of the world. It's like, just make your children think that a monster can disappear them and they'll do what you tell yeah. them yeah. to do. Yeah. So like that, that a hundred percent checks out. Yeah. What, did you ever have like um an like an idea of what it looked like to you? No, no. I just remember my grandma would like I would be dark and it would be I'd be like going to pee and she'd be like, "Ooh, el coco te va a agarrar," and I would be like, "Please don't say that." <laughs> just, like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, which you know is great. So I never really knew what it was, but she would make that weird spooky voice, and I it was dark, and I was like, "This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." <laughs> so. You know what? I just, this was just summoned in my brain thinking about that. Cause like I was thinking and I'm like, despite like the boogeyman from Nightmare Before Christmas, like I didn't really think of like scary supernatural beings coming after me. I mean, there is always that fear when you're a child of having your hand, your foot laying yeah, over yeah. the edge of the bed. That's yeah. perfectly natural. That's like a no, 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 thank yeah. you. But you know what I was always afraid of? Mm. Like a murderer. Like I was always like checking my closet. Like there's gonna be a dude. Like I would be like eight <laughs> years old and be like, gotta check the closet in case there's a murderer. True crime? She wasn't. I don't know where this <laughs> came from. But like Your I sisters. have always maybe I have always been afraid of like a man <laughs> under my bed or in my closet. That's in fair. like like that's it's I never used to be been scared. A man would come into our apartment. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah, but I mean, That's I terrifying. had an excuse. My mother watched an an uh, insane amount of true crime. So yeah, I had no reason, but like I was like twelve and was like checking I mean, the closet. Like I don't want to like call anyone out, but also like your sisters did go to school with like a murderer. So oh yeah, I guess, but I don't think they they never really mentioned that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, it could have been my <laughs> my sisters. One of my sisters probably said some nonsense like that. Yeah. Um, and it scared me. And or maybe it's it, like a deep-seated fear of my uncle who lived in the basement. Who knows? But, like, <laughs> could be both. if you want to talk about real boogeyman. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that was the boogeyman right yeah. there. Um, yeah. Well, I wanted to mention, uh, just to sprinkle more deppies in here while <laughs> we're just oh, on God. the topic. <laughs> it's funny because, like, like learn- looking into, like, Jamaican folklore and stuff... All you hear about is duppies. It's duppies, duppies, duppies. There's nothing else. Really? I swear to God. There's I'm not like, like monsters? There's not... It's, well, all of them are duppies. Oh. Because, like, I feel like all of them are... Uh, duppies seem to be, like... They, they're, they like, 
their own almost own category but they are kind of a cross between just like a regular demony thing right. and a ghosty kind of thing <laughs> but also kind of a trickstery kind of thing like there's like different oh. levels to duppies and so some of them are just like um like they mean you harm and they want to like trick you or scare you or some sometimes they mean like bad luck or sometimes they are going to be under your bed or sometimes like there's one called the the rolling calf that is a very famous uh jamaican one that, that sounds I... familiar what is it so it's um it's a rolling as in roving it's not like it's rolling on the ground um <laughs> but like a roving sort of like mm-hmm. bull creature mm-hmm. that has like fire eyes i asked my mom bef- before we started recording i'm like oh. do you have any stories and she was like yeah it has fire eyes and I was reading also that there are different sort of like things where sometimes it'll have like different feet like it'll have the foot of a cow but it'll also have the foot of a man and then like a goat or something like that like different kind of feet and very noteworthy for Jamaica had like iron chains that would jangle around its oh we know where that comes from me think But certain something. I don't know if we can put our finger on it. What what, 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 what jangling chains might mean in Jamaica. But um, yeah, and so there's that That's one which wild. is very common. And it was it's like a, a scary thing to, to see at night. And it's like a it's evil and bad luck and all that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, I, you know what? I think I heard that um, from my ex who's Guyanese. But it wasn't yeah, it's the like calf. A, it's all over... Yeah, but it was like, it was like the fire, like if you're out at night and you see like fire or you see like a light and it's not like a lamp or something, but you see like a light, it's like duppies are coming to get you. It's duppies. Literally, it's all duppies. So duppies is just like a (laughs) catch-all for like a variety of kind of evil spirits or like maybe a different own classification, you know, of evil spirits. Um, but yeah, there's also one called, um, the sea, maybe it's pronounced Mame or maybe it's pronounced Mammy. I don't know. It's spelled like (laughs) M-A-H-M-A-Y or something like that, but it's basically like a evil mermaid that lives in lagoons and like tries to like pull you in. Um, there's a few others that I saw, but like, basically there's like, that's why I'm like, some, some of them are like the duppies under your bed typical boogeyman but mm. it's not like anything real and then sometimes it's like the duppy is like a kind of creature that lives in the water that will get you right. or sometimes it's like the rolling calf who you will see coming down the way like the down yeah. the street in the middle of the night so it's his own whole thing yeah and it's interesting because i feel like a lot of the folk stories like la llorona and like um i think first i think for um the roaming calf one i think there's like Maybe it's this idea that you hear them before you see them. Yes. So then you can like though. hide under your bed or hide or like hide, like, you know, hide under your covers or you like stay in bed so that they won't come like to get warning. you. warning. Yeah. You know, interestingly though, I mean, I'm sure there's something that I have, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the ones that I was seeing seem to be mostly non-human in oh. Jamaica. Right? Like, like I don't, I, I didn't, uh, in my a little bit of research i didn't see like like a yorona kind of like mm-hmm. this is a lady who did something mm-hmm. or this is a dude who did something it's like some sort of like monster you know or some sort of like animal creature yeah which does also really tie into sort of like african yeah i was about to kind say of things yeah like it really checks out and um this is a side story but like my mom has a story about I cannot disclose which lady in her family did this to her. I don't want any relatives coming after me. Um, 
Um, but when she was like 13, that she had like this obeah thing where she came to her and um, asked if any boys had been like touching her and stuff. My mother's like, no. Um, and took her to a crossroads and like threw a bottle in the air and did this whole like magic thing because she needed a virgin with her. So she brought my mother to a crossroads for her magic. So there's all kinds of stuff. Listen, it might work. It might work. Yep. I Who's always to say talk, it didn't. The amount of stories I've heard, I've heard of people who have. I've heard this is such a just like we're side sidetrack completely. But I've heard so <laughs> many stories of people going back home for like traditional healing, like medicines to help with things like asthma or like even like addiction stuff. Like I used to have a lot of clients. Um, when I worked in mental health, who would be like, this medication makes me gain 40 pounds in a month. And I am now close to dying because of how big I've gotten and so unhealthy and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to go home because I think there are doctors there that can help me. And they would go to like their, you know, hometowns, their villages. And there was always like what I would consider a healer, but I think what a lot of people would consider like a witch doctor. Mm -hmm. And especially if they had like addiction stuff or, or anything like that, or just like certain physical ailments, they would just like give them a bunch of herbs and they'd be good to go. Listen, like placebos are nine tenths of like healing. Like, like but also, they even like, do sometimes studies. Sometimes I just wonder if they just know more than we do. You know, maybe. Because there but are I, like I thousands don't, but, of like, years of... There's number one, you're right. There are thousands of years. I'm not discounting it entirely. Like there's lots of knowledge <laughs> there. But if you believe something, it works better. That's true. It's true. And, and it's hard to believe uh, when a man uh, is some white man uh, at a hospital is spending five minutes to diagnose you and then goes, take these pills. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you're like, no. Yeah. But they even have done studies. Again, further, listen, if this is your first time listening... We Welcome to Digression, the podcast. <laughs> um, but there was a study where they talked about like um, placebos. And even if like, you know, it's a placebo, if a doctor does like goes through the motions, you get better. Yeah. Like there was this one where this doctor was like healing people literally with surgery, like healing someone's mm -hmm. knee. Right. Um, and then with some patients. Uh, this is like a controlled study, I think. I don't think he was just unethically doing this unless I'm mistaken. <laughs> but but like with some people, he um, just made little incisions, mm -hmm. but then still went through the whole motions. He got put through the washed his hands. He yeah, put yeah. the thing on, like did the full procedure of a surgery, but just made two little cuts. And everyone's knees got better. People who had the surgery and people who had two little cuts, if they think it's getting better, it gets better. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see because then I just wonder, like, how much <laughs> ancestral knowledge do we have? Now, I do not think the folk stories that I'm mentioning right now have any ounce of ancestral knowledge other than the ancestors that we wish not to have as a part of our lineage, um, i.e. the white folks. Because, um, you know, they're super Catholic and problematic. But but I still think it's interesting. Like, I, I'm always just like, what is this weird... Catholicism stuff. I also, I was looking up uh, Chupacabra because I, uh, again, from Primer Impacto, the show that terrified all of us, um, it's like considered like a cryptozoological creature. So like a... Oh, cryptozoological. We're getting into the weeds. I'm so pleased. I'm so happy. <laughs> so um, cryptozoological, by the way, folks, are things that people say are real, that there's no really proof, like like real proof that they're real creatures so bigfoot but they're animals of some kind yeah bigfoot unicorns 
dragons, Mothman, Mothman, um, rolling calves. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Loch Ness Monster is a really big one. Um, so those things are all kind of like, um, that. And so the chupacabra would fall under that, but basically it just like, the idea is that it's a creature that like consumes animals and it just like sucks their blood. Um, but you often find that like, I at least found that there were a lot of questions about like what, like it was always farmers and they're like, you know, I saw it and it looked like an alien. And it's just like, it's <laughs> just wild. And I don't know how the story started because apparently it started in Puerto Rico. And then it, I was like, how to get to Mexico? But you know, things like spread. Um, but it's basically some sort of vampire creature that like sucks the blood of, of, of animals. Um, and people get really worried about it. And uh, it is so popular and famous that there was an episode of X-Files about it. Oh. So that's, you know what's the funniest thing about chupacabras? Uh. I have always mentally imagined them as capybaras. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> because it sounds similar. So whenever anyone mentions a chupacabra, I think of a capybara and I'm like, adorable. <laughs> no. How about, actually, some people say that they stand on two legs. Some people say that they look like dogs, which I'm like, so maybe it's not a chupacabra. Maybe it's just a Maybe it is a capybara. Big old rat. Could be. Um, And also, I didn't want to keep it to, you know, just like, you know, Mexican things. So um, I asked my mom's husband, who is from El Salvador, of um, any stories that he had. Just as Catholic, just as horrendous. Um, so he had one called El Padre Sin Cabeza, which is the the priest without a head. Oh, so fun. it's self-explanatory, really. Really? End of story. End of story. Uh, <laughs> you can see him in churches and in different places looking for his head. Because he lost it. Because he had his head cut off. We don't know why. I was looking. It doesn't really say. Um, but, like, that the idea is that, like, it's used to scare kids. Um, because you might see, like, him walking around looking for his head in the middle mm. of the night if you're out if you're out late. So, it's one of those, like, stay home, kids. Stay home. Yeah, stay home, kids. Um, and then the other one that he mentioned was um, La Carreta uh, Bruja, which is also... Um, which means like the cart witch, which is weird. I was like, the what? Okay. Um, and so let me tell you the story because I was like, I've never it seen sounds like... anything more Catholic in my life. Um, so it's the story itself apparently originated in Spain, but it's like super, super popular in um, Central America. So it's basically there was a little boy who's adopted by a priest um, and the priest taught him to read and write. And then the priest tried to convince the boy to become a priest, but he didn't want to. But he said he'd be a good man anyway and help others. And to be honest, he'd probably be a better person not being a priest. But that's my own thought. Um, and then when the priest died, the boy moved to another town and became a doctor. Um, and um, let me see. So he also, but he ended up being a dick. So he took advantage of a bunch of people. Um, and he said he was a doctor um, and he would help them, but then he wouldn't or he'd steal their money. Um, and he said that he was a miraculous doctor um, and that if people died at his hands, he'd just be like, it's God's will. So like, you know, just like a cult leader mostly. Um, and so out of that, he became rich. And then as he was coming home one day um, from the bar, um, he heard 
Um, he could hear a noise and he could hear footsteps behind him. So he kept walking faster because he couldn't see anything. And then eventually he was like, he heard the, the voice of the priest that had died, that had raised him. Um, and basically told him that um, people had been killed by his guilt and the knowledge that he had learned, because obviously he had done some terrible things. Okay. Um, and the ghost forced him to pick up the bones of all of, his, all of his victims and told him to build chariot. Again, don't know how that has anything to do with Jesus. Oh, so he's the cart witch? Yeah. And then when he was done... Oh, man, I thought he was being chased by, like, a bag lady. I yeah, was like, so, well, this, yeah, that was the image That's what I thought head. was going to happen. It took a real twist. Um, and then when he was done, the priest told him um, that he was already dead. And he had to wander for the rest of eternity until he laid to rest all the bones of all of his victims in an appropriate cemetery. And it's said that around midnight, he wanders in San Salvador near small towns and villages mourning. And you can hear the sound of chains and bones cracking in the distance. Always hearing them coming. And apparently people have really said that they have really seen him. Listen, they saw um, a homeless man and assumed something. Like, <laughs> that's what happened, number one. Number two, these things are always, like, you hear them coming. Yeah, There's like a noise in the distance. There's something. And I think also, if you hear something weird at night, Horrifying. that's already scary. Horrifying. Like, classic example, an ice cream truck in the day, wholesome. An ice cream truck at night, Horror. horrific. You hear that music coming down Children the road at night. Children laughing in the day. No, f- like, oh, Fine. No problem. Children laughing at night? No, thank you. No, 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 no. It's a no. It's a no. It's not from me talking. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and so that's why I think it's really, I mean, because they all do have these themes of like, you hear them first, or you can't really see them, or, you know, and they all have kind of, I mean, the Latin American ones are so unbelievably Catholic, yet so unbelievably un-Catholic in the end, because I'm like, why the fuck? Would God kill you? Send your priest who raised you to kill you only to have you walk around as a ghost with a cart full of bones. Like, I just... Something about that does not seem Catholic, but... That is so... I'm just, like... I feel like I'm, like, forming, like, a thesis in my head just about, like... The, like the fact that there's so many human based monsters in Latin America because it's so Catholic so there's something to do with like internal guilt and like oh, yeah. fear of like the person that creates these monsters because they all have these like stories where like they were bad people or they mm-hmm. did this awful thing and then yeah and then in God the Caribbean, punishes in the, you and God punishes you and I guess everyone else around you for whatever reason <laughs> um yeah. But then with Jamaican stuff or like other like Caribbean stuff or Afro-Caribbean stuff in general, it seems to be mostly duppies, monsters, like <laughs> animals, supernatural creatures, animals, which very, is very, very, very African, which is honestly, it's very interesting for me is very surprising because I would like to, th- I personally would think that Africans would maybe have one or two white people as I'm sure there's ones that I didn't, I missed or that I didn't maybe. know. Like, there was, you know what, this is not um, from the Caribbean, but I know there was, I remember reading something once about, like, a, maybe it was Congolese, like, monster, and it was, like, he, it's, like, a monster who comes and is filthy, and he turns your brains to cheese, and he eats your flesh or something, and blah, 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 but it was, like, a white man. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) And I was, like, not not that far off uh, from reality. Um, Literally not that far off. Actually, You know what? Do your history, your research, look into the amount of, like, cannibalism that was involved 
in the slave trade. I don't even want to. It's crazy. Disgusting. Listen. Listen. It's awful. Um, Yeah, now that you mention it, because I'm thinking of folk stories. If I think of folk stories that are like Afro-Caribbean or Pan-African in general, the one thing I think about is a Nancy. Yeah, you got you spider. Think, like if if there is like a person to it, they also are a shapeshifter. There's yeah. so many shapeshifters. Yeah, very common. Um, like it's yeah. if it's a spider, it's also a man. Like, yeah, like that's very very common. That's so interesting. Yeah. So the one, um, and so the one I wanted to mention, which is not necessarily a folk story, but it also might be. So here's the thing. Uh, Primer impacto was the most horrifying thing I'd ever experienced. I've said that mm-hmm. before. And hello. Yeah. Oh, I'm keeping that in. If that <laughs> audio is peak, kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, he wants Brown? to eat. Hi. Do you want to eat? Brown? Sweet baby. Okay. Anyway, um, let me not get distracted. <laughs> um, and so there, again, I'm not surprised why people wouldn't take it seriously. It is a core memory in my brain, Catherine. I remembered the video and I, re- and like, it was one of those things where like, it's in like the, in the recesses of your mind, you know, it's all the mm-hmm. way back there, but it's like there. And I was like, and I just remember once I Googled, I was like, brujas, like witches, Mexico, primer impacto. And it literally was the first video that came up. Okay. And so, hi, schnookums. Um, and the first story, let me see, I'm gonna, let me read it to you. Um, and so there was a witch, it's called La Bruja de Monterrey, the witch of, of Monterrey, Mexico. And mm-hmm. I specifically remember the video that somebody took like a UFO fucking video, <laughs> found footage shit of somebody like with a camcorder, 1990s, early 2000s camera filming what looks like a witch on a broomstick flying over a bunch of mountains in Mexico. Oh. And it looks exactly like a witch, okay? It looks like an old-timey woman dressed in black with a with a with a witch's hat and pointy boots and a broom witch. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't know how they could have like, and of course I was young. So I was like, I don't know how they could have faked it. I'm, I was, I was under the age of 11. Okay. And it was wild. You're like, this must be real. Like this is, this is hard hitting, like clear evidence. Yeah. And so they said that they saw a humanoid. Fi- so it was this group and they said that they saw this humanoid figure that was dressed all in black that had like, you know, the witch's hat and that it was like, over this mountain and that she would fly around and like you could hear her laughing or something and it is such a core memory and i was like these weird ass news channels that show this type of shit is how we're gonna get new folk stories yes a hundred percent i do think about that like there should be more i feel like there's like a thing right now where when we know exactly what happened they don't become folk stories they become True crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do feel like that kind of program would definitely encourage the creation of folk story folk stories. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Or there was this great movie. Oh, goodness. I'm going to have to look it up. But um, where it talks about the origin of urban legends, mm. of different urban legends. Um, and so it talked about killer clowns. It talked about... Yeah. 
um, the Texarkana murders and how that's related to like, you know, the hook hand, like Lover's Lane murder things. And then um, the other one was um, this urban legend that like candy is poisoned or there's like, you know, they always, and do you know, actually, apparently, um, and this was back then, I don't know, the world has gone totally upside down more so than usual, I would assume in the last couple of years. But when I originally watched this movie and it came out, there has never been an actual case of strangers poisoning candy or putting like glass or something in in Halloween candy. No, no one would ever do that. It has literally never happened. But year after year, because I remember my mom did it with me every year, Mm -hmm. parents inspect their kids' candies because they're like, somebody could put something in there and kill you. You Gotta check the candy. But yeah, it's never, it's literally never happened. It's literally never happened. And also, like, people will be like, well, like, lately I've heard things about people being like, oh, they're going to drug your kids. Like, there's going to be edibles. And I'm like, money. who is? What kind Who's of giving out edibles? house? <laughs> How much money do they have that they're giving, giving out, out edibles? edibles. That's, yeah, that's no, that, that is. <laughs> listen, that would be the most popular house on the block. I'm telling you that. But, like, all the teenagers would be there all the time. But, like, that's crazy. No, it's Who's wild. doing it's that? It's wild. But apparently the story came from, um, the story, yes, sir, I'm going to feed you soon. (laughs) The story came from this dad who, um, poisoned pixie sticks. Oh. With like arsenic or, or cyanide or something. Did he kill his own kids? He killed his own kids for insurance money. Oh, rough. In the 80s, and he said, and he, and when they died, he was like, oh, you know, he took the police on, like, a, a fucking wild goose Oh, my chase. God. Of course. That's, oh, that is so... And he... And I hate men. dumb murderers. Men. Or I hate murderers, men. But, like, <laughs> there are so many murderers who do this fucking stupid shit where they murder people, and they, they, then they help the police, and you're like, I fucking hate you. You're an idiot. And so he was like, oh, I think I got it from that house. And they just, like, obviously couldn't couldn't pinpoint... He, he couldn't even remember what house they got the giant pixie sticks from. And I was like, don't you think you would know Yeah, who you got? Everyone the- in the neighborhood would be like, well, that's where the giant pixie sticks are. Yeah. And anyway, and then so obviously they were able to find out that the dad had in fact poisoned his kids because he was in a fuck ton of debt. And he had taken out insurance on them shortly before that. Also, we got to do an episode on family annihilators, but like I... I honest, it's always for fucking money. It's always for money, and it makes me so un like just reevaluate your life. Anyway, 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 anyway. <laughs> or I was actually you're I, like, um, oh, I'm a I'm a liar and a loser, and they're gonna find out. A liar, loser, piece of shit. Honestly, <laughs> but um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, I was. I did remember there was another like Jamaican um like duppy creature that is like a hag that exists, but even she turns into like a snake or an owl sometimes. So, like, all about them shapeshifters. I think the moral of the story is is that we should come up with new folk stories. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly less violent than Brothers Grimm. Eh, I'm here for the violence. But I like, don't I don't know. At a young age, like, do I need to read that a witch ate some kids that got abandoned by their yes. dirtbag dad? Yes, and she had a house made of candy. And the kids had to figure out, like, it, the thing is, like, a lot of those folk tales or um, fairy tales or whatever you want to call them, they had, yeah, a lot of violence and sex in them. That's why Disney was like, let's P- fucking not Pinocchio. Do that part. You know Pinocchio gets hung in one of the stories? 
You know, Pinocchio in the Disney version gets turned into a donkey and all those kids get turned into donkeys to be sold or something. Yeah, because... It's horrifying. Yeah, but then in the books they get they get turned into donkeys because then they make them into leather. Yeah, I think that's in the Disney movie. Oh, unless I'm mistaken. Lot. Or something like they they're, they imply it or something like that. But like, yeah, the folk tales are... Mm. So, so disturbing. So disturbing. You know what? I was thinking, because um, when I made the comment about true crime, I was like, you know who would be a great folktale? H.H. Hmm. H. Holmes. Oh, God. He is with a folktale written all over him. Like a murder house with greased shoots where he threw the bodies down. Like that. Everything about H. If you please Google H.H. H. Holmes, if you don't know who he is, everything about H.H. H. Holmes is a folktale come to life. Disgusting. If you found out he was actually some sort of like once upon a time character, you'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, that's a person who's ripe for folktale. At the very least, a Chicago folktale. Like, come on. Um, yeah, I think folktales maybe should evolve um, in a way where like, I guess there's some pretentious art artsy argument to be like, Film is our new folktale or some bullshit, but like, <laughs> no, <laughs> it kind of is. But I do think, um, like in terms of morality plays, I don't know if I agree with Super Nanny, um, that it's abuse, <laughs> but it's definitely something. It's something. It's, it's something. Uh, character building. Uh, it's character building. Learning to right? be afraid of strangers. Stranger danger is actually not real, but. Or not, not super real. Because the main concern, because they you're, pumped yeah, so much money into right. Stranger Danger uh, fucking education. Uh, when it's actually your uncle, your uncle who does it. Yeah, 100%. That murdered you or your dad or your mom. Yeah, that's true. Disgusting. Well, on and that on that happy. cheerful <laughs> <Yeah>. note, <laughs> listen, if you're going to be assaulted, it's probably by someone you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the, that very cheerful note, um, do you have any recommendations for this? I do. I found the movie that I was talking about um, that talks about like urban legends. It's called Killer Legends. Last time I checked, it was on Netflix. But, you know, things keep coming off Netflix like nobody's business. So um, it's called Killer Legends. Came out in 2014. It's a documentary. It's really good. It feels very like indie because it's just two filmmakers going around um, and going like, okay, so the lover's lane, like... Or, like, stories of, like, the hook hand and blah, blah, blah. What is that related to? What crime can we think of around the time when these stories started coming out? And it's like, oh, the Texarkana killings of, like, like teenagers in lover's lanes, right? And then they interview people from that neighborhood. And they're like, how did you feel when it was happening? Like, you know, what was going on? Um, and the same goes with them. So they talk about that. They talk about... Uh, Gacy and like killer clowns, Ugh. disgusting human being. Then they talk about, um, they talk about all sorts. They talk about all sorts. That was where I found out that uh, no child had ever been poisoned by like Halloween candy, by like stranger Halloween candy. I truly, I immediately told my mom, I was like, did you know that not, it has never happened. Not a once it has not been documented. And my mom was like, that's not true. And I was like, it is. Because apparently Never. every time they found anything, a child has done it for attention. Or a oh. parent has done it for attention. Because the thing is, it's, it's a it's bad a crime. 
it's a it's a shitty crime because then like you would probably get caught yeah one two what are you doing like, if you have a razor blade the kid's just gonna cut its mouth up it's not like the kid's gonna die yeah if you did poison again who what house did you go to all these kids are dead they all went to that house yeah like it's very it's like these are things that are very easy and also most people actually aren't monsters who want to kill children no um but yeah it's uh it is wild that that's a thing <laughs> my recommendation for this week is the malleus maleficarum oh my Okay, Carmen, I don't know if I, I I did this when we had an episode about witches. I'm pretty sure I must have read something you from this. You certainly did. You certainly did, right? I remember. Yeah. But I was reading it the other day because I was, again, I was in my um, learning about incels rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's the same. Oh my God, it's the same. And I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, I literally flipped to like any page. And then, and I'm, I'm not sure if I read this this part before on this podcast, but like this, this page was earmarked. So I was like, maybe I have, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing because the Malleus Maleficarum, who, for those who don't know, is the book, basically the handbook um, about like why witches were evil and why we yeah. should kill them and how we identify them. It's from 1484, uh, I believe. Um, check the back of the book 1484 yes so it's from 1484 and it is in cell reddit forums it is just in cells talking <laughs> and i think that any but it's the spooky season maybe we'll do another episode on witches one day but like seeing the spooky season maybe read the malleus maleficarum and laugh at the fact that incels have been in selling the whole time i'm just gonna read a tiny little thing just a little bit mm-hmm. just a little bit okay hang on hang on hang on okay There is no head above the head of a serpent, and there is no wrath above the wrath of a woman. I'd rather dwell with a lion and a dragon than keep house with a wicked woman. And among... (laughs) And among much which in that place recedes and follows about a wicked woman, he concludes, All wickedness is but little to the wickedness of a woman. Excuse you? Um... It is not good to marry. What else is a woman but a foe to friendship, an unescapable punishment, a necessary evil, a natural temptation, a desirable calamity, a domestic danger, a delectable detriment, an evil of nature painted with fair colors? Tell me that's not all bitches are fucking lying whores. Every femoids are lying whores and you, all they do is put makeup on and you can't trust them and you got to show them that your birth, like it's the same. Anyway, so my recommendation for this week is the Malleus Maleficarum. Check it out. It is in stores everywhere. It has been published since 1484 and it's crazy. Do you know that our next episode after this one is coming out on Halloween? Oh, shit. Wait, this one's not? No. This one's coming out? Uh, isn't this one coming out next week? Yes. Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, well, maybe. Maybe we'll be hearing more Malleus Malficarum or something related. I think so. Who knows? Because I think a treatise on white incels and witch hunters are the exact same thing. It's <laughs> actually a great idea for an episode. I think that should I'm gonna be, be reading your PhD. <laughs> more of this. Because this book is really funny. This is fucking wild. Um, fucking Heinrich Kramer and James Springer in cells. That's what, like, you can change wishes to femoid in this book. It's the same, same thing. It's the same. Great. Fantastic. Anyway, anyway, folks. 
you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for you everywhere on the internet except for Twitter, mm-hmm. which we are I'd Kill a Spider number four, letter U. Mm-hmm. And you can find this gal here laughing about the Malleus Maleficarum <laughs> at DCC Williams everywhere on the internet. And you can find Carmen at um, Carmen underscore Maria 416 for all things death, dying, bad bunny, and Mexican. Yes, and you will find baking and pictures of my cat. Maybe an update on the apple cider vinegar I'm making because it's fermenting. Ooh. I have a mother. <gasps> I made a mother on top. Very exciting. That's so cool. I had apple cider for the first time in my life last week. Oh. Carmen, you had apple cider vinegar, but you've never had apple, apple cider? cider? No. Lord. <laughs> Lord uh mercy. Okay. 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 Anyway, folks, have a good and spooky time. Yes. I couldn't think of a pun. I couldn't think of a pun. Oh, God. I couldn't think of a pun.